Verbal Tap fans, we have another just... It's a shitty UFC card, but we're doing it again. Like, screw it. If you can name the main card, congratulations. You're winning out over most of the UFC population, but that's what we're doing in terms of UFC scheduling now, which means it's time for Verbal Tap to show that proves fighting way easier from outside of the cage, especially public. They don't even have a picture on the UFC website for their co-headliner. It doesn't matter. I am your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Rafa Sparza. Rafa, how are you doing this evening? You know, Kev, you could do a better job of selling this paper. I thought like, I'd normally you no, because normally you at least put on the facade that you like certain cards until we get to like the medal of over under Kevin, and then we deal with it right then and there. Oh, okay. But now you said right up top, this is a <laughs> shitty card. So get excited, everybody. You're going to listen to us talk about a shitty card. This is a shitty card. How are we UFCing this? Like, Cyborg versus Yana Kuninskaya? It's like, Honestly, uh, I will tell you this right now. Uh, I don't want to say uh, Cyborg's opponent's name. Because I fear I'm gonna you mess know it up. You are gonna get in some trouble. You I feel it is, is very it easily is a dicey mess upable, and <laughs> I know that I have a certain thing I like to do on this show when I read names. But this one is close Raptor enough should be as no is. different. This should be the standard treatment. <laughs> it's equality. I know. I get it. Thanks, though, Kev. All right. So let's say this. I know you guys are listening. I know you want to hear who our over-under guest is if you don't read the descriptions. So with a card so uh, angerful for Kevin, we decided we had to go out and get one of the most beloved members of the 10th Planet family. Someone who is near and dear to us and maybe even more beloved than his own instructor. So we went out to the South, Kev, because gotta love people from the South. They're polite. When they tap you, they say, I'm sorry I hurt your feelings, y'all. And more importantly, I, I just think he's a better person than Brandon McCatherine. So let's bring on Doubt one it. of Brandon McCatherine's newest black belts, Matt Scaff. Matt, how are you doing, sir? Guys, what's up, man? Um, you know, I, listening to that intro, I couldn't help but think how many of my friends are on this list. How many guys I trained with, I was like, Damn, but you're right. It wasn't the it wasn't the best card. So, um, <laughs> you know, but uh, it was tough watching two Tenth Planet guys fight on the card, um, and then I know OSP pretty well. And uh, I wasn't well, talking about that well, card. I was talking about the next very, card. Very, yes, yes. Hold on. Oh, about Matt, the, are you listening? Okay, Where are we at here? Okay, are you guys, sober right guys, now? Kev, Kev, calm down. Calm no, down. hold on. I'm not going to act Bama. like OSP is amazing. And the fight card that happened. Uh, yesterday, including some premier fights, were fantastic. I'm judging the future card. Gotcha. So you're not you're not into the T City versus uh, uh, Frankie Edgar fight. Could like that's, give that's the whole card for me. A fuck less about the fight, but what? I I agree it's the best fight on the card. I agree with that. Okay, oh my. guys, everybody, everybody, go to your respective corners. I'm gonna. Pulling the reins here and get this ship back. Does he on get track. to go back to the not listening corner? Because I have a problem with that. I think he has <laughs> okay. to go back to a corner where they're still Kev, listening. 
you know that this is the part when you're supposed to be nice to the guest. The part when you are not nice to the guest happens shortly. Oh, so if you could save it for the good radio that Thank it you. is sure to give us, that would be great. Let's be nice and cordial to our friend, Matt Scaff. Matt, I have to ask this right up top because it's the okay. biggest news. And I feel it is something that you never overlook. You recently were given your black belt. And I don't know if you know this. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and put Brandon a little bit under the bus here because okay. I know the relationship you guys have. You are an occasional co-host for him on his B Max adventure or whatever he calls it. I don't know. Yeah. He has a podcast as well. I know that you're one of his favorite people, but he told me this in confidence, and so now I'm gonna tell you. Which was he said Matt Scaff, he's the one. Now, I feel your dynamic doesn't allow him to always compliment you because he is kind of, you know, he gives you a little bit of mess. And I see that he's beloved by everybody, but he gives shit to his students in a way that I think, oh, man, he's kind of mean sometimes. But for him to say that you're the one, how does that make you feel? Well, (laughs) you know, uh, it's kind of funny. You know, we talk about the Matrix all the time and... uh, you know, Brandon always refers to himself uh, as Morpheus, you know, and he's never referred to me as Neo, but I guess maybe that's him secretly, you breaking the news that I am Neo. I don't know, you know, uh, but that would actually make a lot of sense thinking about it. But um, anyways, what... Uh, did Raph just crack a dynamic a, thing for you two, like on air here? I think he did. I think he just made our relationship even stronger. Has he which, been like throwing uh, well, pill uh, options for at you? Been like for choose. you, you for you it might be stronger. For Brandon, it might be violently more aggressively and antagonistic. Hard to say. Well, Brandon's getting old, and so um, oh. you know, I think one day he's going to have he's got to pass it on to somebody, right? I mean, he's legitimately convinced thousands of members of our beautiful community that he's a top practitioner and well well, yeah okay i'm with you top might have been strong but that he's a important member or a necessary (laughs) member of the community and i'm hoping um one day that he passes on those skills to me and that i too can rise into bjj lore Uh, Sure. Well, it's definitely not coming from the podcast. I'll tell you that much. But I think the more important thing to note here is the fact that in shitting on him and saying, like, I think he's fooled people into thinking that he's mas importante and I want to inherit that. I like it's kind of a weird dynamic to be like, ooh, he's not that important, but I want that not importance. So uh, for future reference, perhaps as just a suggestion maybe finesse that thing and then go forth with it. You do you. But again, real question though, how did it feel to get your okay. back belt, man? You know, it's really funny. Um, when I first started, I started in um, and it was run by two purple belts and they weren't like, they didn't promote people. But I remember when I started, I was 20 years old. Uh, I guess I just turned 21 and I was like, I want to be a black belt before I turn 28. That was my goal. And, um, I did it, you know, I got it, uh, when I was 27 years old, I just turned 28 actually, uh, Sunday. So I got it a month before I turned 28 and, um, it's, it's, I probably had, 
oh man, I probably, you guys are going to think I'm so lame, but I had probably the lamest black belt speech of all time, you know, in front of like all these people, Eddie's there, you know, and it's like this big deal, you know, you get your black belt. And it's really funny because when I started jujitsu, I, um, like I already kind of had that killer instinct, you know, like I, 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 you know, I, I joined to learn how to, to choke people, you know, and, and beat people and, you know, all this stuff. It was just like this big competition to me. And, um, I was telling during my speech, I said, you know, I really like the black belt doesn't mean as much to me as like, I mean, jujitsu taught me how to hug people, you know? And, and I just, when I said that, I looked over at Eddie and I don't know if he was like the most proud he's ever been of someone giving a black belt speech or if he was just like, that's the gayest shit I've ever heard coming from a guy that just got promoted. And so I'm going to go uh, ahead and put it out there. This is the one thing I don't want you to look into. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) Eddie Bravo here, here to comment on Matt Scaff's comment about hugs. I mean, shit. That's all I want to talk about because Holy fuck. That was bad. Okay. That was bad. The speech or the sentiment that hugging is. uh, Yeah, I know. That's what I said. I said mine. I was like, man, I just love, like, I just want to give everybody here a hug, you know, because like, I mean, honestly, like when they joke about it, like I was a blue belt like purple belt, like students would talk about, like if you came up and like touched my shoulders or like, you know, Brandon's a huge hugger. You know, you guys know Brandon. Brandon loves to give hugs and he's all happy feely. I was this like, man, if you like touch my shoulders, I'd like jump. I'd be like, I mean, I'd have like talks with people. I was like, Hey guys, like seriously, like nobody touched my shoulders. Like I don't hug. I don't do that. And like now I've, I've really just turned to 180 and um, man, I'm, I'm hugging people all the time. So uh, yeah, that, that's, that was my, that's been my black belt journey. I I think that's a remarkable because I mean, you know, there's a whole hero's journey into you've learned and you progressed and you become a more all around human. That's great. And who cares if you didn't give a great speech? You know, here's a real (laughs) sad fact. Um, A lot of people who do the, the, the shits, they're not gifted with the words. Now, (laughs) <laughs> the more egregious part of that is, though, is when they abuse that time and never stop speaking because it does happen a lot. When people start that black belt speech and they go, you know, guys, oh, I don't got a lot to say. And 15 minutes later, you're like, wait, are we at the part when they started jujitsu or are we still on some other shit? And let me say this. We love the Eddie Brush. We love the edgy. But... um. I don't think you should ever have to apologize for being um, a hugger. That kind of speech. Oh. When I have heard Eddie use seminar time to discuss some of his theories that have nothing to do with jujitsu. I'm just saying. I've seen well, him. Do- I've heard Eddie. I've heard Eddie. The first seminar I ever went to with Eddie, I was a white belt. And he spent the first 45 minutes trying to uh, get everyone in the seminar, help him interpret one of his dreams. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) At a certain point, don't you get to charge him, though? I feel dreams are a little bit more like, um, okay, cool. Are we supposed to do a Rorschach test at the end of this, too? Um, That's the thing about an Eddie Bravo seminar is people are there for that interaction. Even more so than, like, I mean, that's what they're there for. I said that when he was at the 10th Planet Pasadena opening because there was a moment that he did bring up a very recent shooting that had happened at that time. Mm. And, uh, you know, I looked over and I go, I mean, 
we all know him and we love Eddie and we know that he has certain opinions that may ruffle some people's feathers, but like, it's kind of like if he didn't do that, would you feel that he's a clown that showed up at a kid's party who didn't do balloon animals? Would you be disappointed? A hundred percent. Like we have people that don't train jujitsu that pay to come. Like we've never seen them and they're like people in our town and they'll pay a hundred dollars just to listen to the seminar. That's like, fascinating. Every time that happens. Yeah. Multiple people, not just like one, it's not the same person. It's always somebody different. And, uh, so yeah, I think he knows that. And, um, I don't know. I haven't figured out if Eddie's like a troll, you know, if he's just like this ultimate troll or if, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my God. I hear you. <laughs> love Eddie though. You gotta love Eddie. You just, you have to love Eddie. Eddie's, uh, you better. <laughs> the other option. Yeah, well, <laughs> don't go so well. Yeah, uh, good save though. Good save. You keep your black. <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, um, wait, wait. I was like, wait. I got to. I got to say how much I love Eddie. Though. I got to make people know that I do. I love Eddie. Um, you know, I, I love Eddie Bravo. So, I mean, think about it though. You know, when you know that it is one of those things that he's gonna go off, and you love your uncle, but they'll say some stuff, but you love your uncle. Love him. That's what that's well, what Uncle Edgy. No here. one's listening here tonight, Matt. You got plenty of time. I mean, <laughs> yeah. he's not going to hear it. Like the sheer <laughs> amount of time we spend on the Rogan well, podcast no, this dictates. This is the thing I love he has about no amount of time to listen to other podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good point, and he's definitely not listening to my podcast. But what I'll say is the thing I love about Tenth Planet is that, in all honesty, I'm free to hate Eddie. You know, like I really do feel like 10th planet, like it really allows you to be unique. It allows you to be, um, an individual, you know, I've never, that's, what's been really unique about my journey is like, I mean, I can train anywhere, anytime. Um, I can come in, I can do rubber guard if I want to. I'm probably the, I've, I was joking with somebody I've conned 10th planet into giving me a black belt. I've never done an electric chair sweep. I've legitimately never done an electric chair sweep. I've never, I don't know how to finish a twister. I never play rubber guard. I don't even have a full guard. You're going to say this I all got, on the air. You're going to say I've never well, done a twister. Hold on, on, hold on, air. Kev. Kev, I can I can fake news this right now. Okay, right now. Uh, I think, if I recall promptly, I don't even know if you finished it, but I feel like when we rolled Scaff, you were pretty close to a twister, if not finished it. So. I feel you're just oh, saying no, false no. things now. Yeah, now he's trying to go the other way. He's like, I mm-hmm. love Eddie Bravo. I've never done a twister. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> twister? I hardly know her. No. Oh, my God, right? <laughs> I've never heard of it. What's a twister? That Bill Pullman movie? It's like, I, yeah. All right. How dare go you on. Bill Paxton. Everybody knows that, Kevin. Thank Don't you. Excuse me. Them. You contribute to the problem when you do shit like that. Wait, was it, it was Helen Hunt, right? She was she was the the hottie in that. Oh, now she you, was. Now the details are flooding back to you. There we go, hey, Matt. There we it go. It was a great, great one-two punch I, because it was. I the guess year he of does do sub twister. Because <laughs> <laughs> let's be very clear, we should redoctor that photo for this episode. By the way, let's be very clear. 1996 was a great year for both Bill Paxton and Bill Pullman. Bill Paxton was chasing tornadoes, and Bill Pullman gave the greatest American president speech ever. So, ladies and gents, not I the tell same you, guy. Not the same guy. Okay. Okay. I mean, I believe it, but. So anyway, let's do this, because if people have stuck around to hear the Edgy Braj talk, they are here to listen to us 
take them through this card, Kev. But before we do, I do want to say this. Kevin, what is it that you want to know about Scaff before we go into the insult portion of this show? Mm. I could use some generic weaknesses. Like, obviously, he struggles to adopt some of the the 10th planet. (laughs) I have a a (laughs) strong problem believing some of it, but don't worry. I'll be using it throughout the rest of the game. What are some of the weaknesses, both emotionally, uh, personally, as a human being, and maybe as a jujitsu practitioner? I could use like. Well, by far mine, um, and I, I actually gave this. The friend wanted me to talk to uh, our guys about confidence, and at blue belt. All right, I remember uh, this is like a real famous story. Uh, I don't want to say famous, but around our parts, um, people talk about this all the time, and Brandon will bring this up all the time. Is that when I was a blue belt, like I was kind of now I had good Year, years ago, blue belt though. Yeah, I'm a blue belt years okay. ago. Yeah, I'm a blue belt. And most of the people at that time in Alabama, especially, there might be four black belts. Like most people were purple belts at that time. There was only 70 um, people that could read, let alone yeah, black exactly. belts. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's uh, a lot. Yeah, a lot of turn. Yeah, YouTube really helped the Alabama jiu-jitsu scene. Um, but anyways, uh, so um, I, when I was a blue belt, somebody asked me, you know, Marcelo was huge at the time. They said, hey, do you think you could roll around with Marcelo and not get tapped? And I was like, dude, Marcelo couldn't tap me. You're telling me that it's a six-minute round? I, all I'd have to do is play defense. Like, I honestly thought that Marcelo Garcia, when I was a blue belt, couldn't tap me. And so I would say that's a pretty big character flaw um, because that's just ridiculous. And if I heard another blue, if I heard a blue belt say that today, I would think they were, you know, mildly, uh, yeah, I would think they were just a complete idiot. And um, so there's one. I have extreme confidence. Um in myself and to the point of saying just absolutely ridiculous things like Marcelo Garcia couldn't tap me when I was <laughs> no I hear you in relationships I tend to care too much so I think we have similar okay. problems I think we're right on the graph <laughs> I mean uh, I'm not, not going to tolerate any more humble brags as we headed to I just as I, a blue belt, I, a I just thought I was too good I'd say that's my biggest weakness yeah yeah this is well, definitely the uh, the employee interview. That's like, that, yeah, I just I care too much. Definitely, one hundred percent. Good I'm call, just Kev. Too loyal, I'd say, as a person. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say that my defense was too impenetrable at blue belt, but it was as close I mean, to Fort Knox as anyone's ever seen in the body. <laughs> that's that's what yeah, I know. I mean, yeah, I but, don't know if anybody Kevin, had seen my neck until uh, <laughs> until recently, but I mean, I don't know. Kev, I do have to say something in his his defense, which is he has one of the best rear naked choke defenses uh, I think anybody has ever seen. And uh, it looks like it is – how do I put this? This was the – was the Show the Art finisher show? It was against Mike DeVia, uh, two-time EBI semifinalist. Okay. Now, he sinks in a full rear naked choke, correct? Yes, correct. Okay. How did you get out of that? Because um, you know, it's really funny. Um, I've been working this a while and like nobody believes, you know, you tell people like, yeah, I'm escaping your naked choke without my hands. Like, I mean, you just say that and they're like, well, uh, what about a fully? Like they just didn't understand. I'm like, no, no, I'm talking about, like I was talking to my buddies and like 10 planet guys, like Brown black belts. And I was like, Brandon was trying to tell him too, like, no, no, Scaff's like escaping. He's like, we're naked chokes without his hands. Like he's like getting in fully locked in naked chokes and escaping them. And like nobody, like nobody believed it. You know, they thought that was like the stupidest thing they'd ever heard. 
and I was starting like visitors would come in like and take my class and I was in the middle of the class like I was having them like hey I was like hey put me in like a fully locked in rear naked choke and I want you to tap me and like I was escaping you know and um so anyways when I went to the show the art I was like man and I, I saw Mike DeVia first round I was like man Mike's an EBI so my finalist I just thought I said if I could escape Mike DeVia's fully locked in rear naked choke these people would have to give me some credit, you know? And, um, yeah, then that happened. And, uh, man, I get messages still to this day. People like, you know, just like, dude, I watched that. Video. I have no idea how you did it. Like, can you like help me? You know, like that's, yeah, I don't know. So. Okay. I have another follow up question on that one, which is yeah. again, Kev, I want to make sure before I get to my question, um, in case you were confused, man has like complete confidence. No, I got it. His second okay. biggest flaw is that his defense is really good. Uh, sure, yeah, I'm, sure. I'm following. I'm following. Um, but the question I have here is, why did you develop that? Because it's cool when it works, but there has to be an origin story that takes you to the moment where you say, no one will submit me. And I will go to sleep several times, or better yet, I will have to tap multiple times in order to get there. There's the origin well, uh, story that I've never heard that I would like to get, well, I guess. So, there's this long story that I train with. Uh, so I'm super lucky, and like Brandon is my main teacher, and he's been with me. But I also train a lot with Daniel O'Brien down there um, at, at Tribe Martial Arts. I train down there three times a week with him in the mornings. And uh, Daniel is... And, like, it's hard to explain. Like, Daniel, people don't understand. Like, Daniel doesn't use attributes. Like, it's the most insane thing you've ever felt. I've never rolled with any. I've rolled with tons of, like, guys in Abu Dhabi. I've competed against guys who are in Abu Dhabi. Like, I've rolled with, like, a, quite a few legends, you know, of the sport. And Daniel is a, like, I've never felt anything like Daniel, you know. And Daniel's this, like, you know, sometimes, like, he'll explain, like, his techniques, like, you know, when you watch him, like, uh, a lot of people are like, man, I'll just double leg that guy. He just stands straight up. But Daniel feels like a tree rooted in the ground. And that's what he says. You know, he usually is like really weird sometimes. Like, yeah, just like root yourself into the ground, like a tree. I'm like, what the, like, what the hell does that mean? You know, to a normal person. But anyway, I, steroids. Daniel, <laughs> I'm just I guessing. would like hold Daniel in a rear naked choke and I couldn't finish him. Like I didn't understand, you know? And so I, got that from him, you know, and I added some details to it. Um, but I got the idea from him cause I put him in a full electric rear naked choke, you know, and I, I'm like, man, I've, I've got a really good rear naked. I feel like I've got a pretty good rear naked choke. And he just would let me put him in a rear naked choke and I would hold it for like, it's so uncomfortable. Like I've never felt more helpless than, and I try to explain this to guys. Like somebody said, Hey, I'm going to let you start. You're going to put me in a fully locked in rear naked choke and go. And then that person gets out, like you can feel somebody, like you can feel their belief in themselves kind of die. It's a really strange thing, you know, and I've just been there multiple times and I just know, like I would rather get tapped 50 times in a round than this guy literally let me start him in a fully locked in or naked choke and I can't finish. Like there's something that is very, um, Hold on. I don't I'd rather even... get finished 50 times. I would. I what if one of them was like, by rear naked choke? There's fair questions in that metaphor. No, I'm with you. Well, well, but there's there's something about again, like whatever. Just imagine whatever your favorite technique is. Imagine somebody just letting you get there over and over again. Like I'm talking about, and they're not even fighting. Like 
Because, like, even in that video, it wasn't like I freaked out. You know, it's just a very calm, like, it's a very weird feeling. It's almost um, heartbreaking. That's the word, you know. It's like, there's this level of heartbreak when you get your favorite move and you can't finish it. And especially when the guy lets you put you, uh, you know, lets you start there and you can't finish it. And it makes you feel very uh, inadequate, you know. Uh, it's it's a strange feeling. And so, yeah, I just, I knew that that was um, a feeling that I hated having when I grappled and I wanted to create that for myself. And so I just started working with white belts and then I took it all the way up to uh, an EBI semifinalist. So, um, yeah, that, that's where kind of that all started. And so what I'll tell people, like when people ask me is like, I use my shoulders a lot, like, you can't really see it, but like I'll use my shoulders to kind of bump the choke off, and it'll create a little bit of space. So that, you mean that's you'll walk with them when you say with your shoulders. Like, will you use them to mm-hmm. kind of purport yourself up, or will you just like start working backward? So basically, what I'm what I'll do is I'll connect to the ground. Okay, so I'll push my weight into my neck. Okay, and then I'll lift one of my shoulders, depending on which side it is. And when I lift his shoulder, it takes his arm, the rear naked choke arm it moves it a little bit. So it might move his elbow a little bit up, for instance, and that gives you space. And from there, you can kind of just, and you'll feel like, you'll feel, and it looks like you're in a fully walking or like a choke, but like, you're not, you know, it's one of those things. It's kind of like a Houdini magic trick. And that's what people always kind of say is like, but it's kind of like, you know, you're, you're basically have the key to the, to the, the handcuffs. That's what I'd say. It's like, but you can't see that key, you know? And so you, the handcuffs just, wait, how'd the handcuffs get off? And it's like, well, you never, the handcuffs were never really on. And that's kind of what's going on there. If, if that makes any sense. It's like, it does. yeah, it's a fully locked in and a choke, but you know, there's, there's a couple things, uh, small things going on there that really there's not a rear choke. I mean, to be but, fair, I have a very large head. So that does the bulk of the defense for me most of the times. So a lot of people will ask me what my trick is. And I just tell them, we'll have a big head a neck will support it. Uh, so, I mean, that that's my secret, and I wish it upon many people. Um, I just have to say this before we do transition to the actual game, which is um, I'm having a hard time trying to imagine a, a real training session for the particulars that both you and Daniel O'Brien would be doing because all I see is him going blindfold and you saying, take my back. And... <laughs> somehow it just looks like a Frankenstein walking and you just like trying to like butt scoot toward him with your back. And uh, honestly, tell me if I'm wrong on this because uh, Daniel O'Brien's defense is legendary and amazing. Uh, but are you guys doing shit like that? Because if we're all doing it wrong, just uh, tell us now. I'm telling you, especially Daniel, I could tell Daniel stories that just, I mean, there's times you'll walk in and he'll be grappling three people at the same time. I mean, there's times he's, you know, been blindfolded. Like, when he did the, the competition blindfold, I was actually the guy that kind of got him to do it. I kind of egged him on because he'd been training like that for, like, two months, you know. And I was like, dude, why don't you, like, why like why don't you just go compete like this? You've been training like this, you know. And, you know, there's times he'll come in and he'll be, uh, I mean, Daniel, Daniel is, he's a samurai. That's that's what I'll say. And and again, you don't know. You'll come in. He'll be grappling through people sometimes. Sometimes he'll be, uh, you know, blindfolded, arm tied behind his back. I mean, and it's so yeah. I'm telling you, the training sessions are probably the weirdest training sessions going on in the world. I would I would definitely agree with that. 
Um, and uh, yeah, if you're not, if you're not knowing what you're getting into, it can definitely be slightly, um, you know, a little awkward. Uh, I'm just, you know, again, I understand it. Uh, I, want I to just wanted to clarify. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, I'm sure. Yeah. You were, you were pretty spot on with, uh, the, you know, with your description. I sometimes have an active imagination and I don't want it to be fake news. I want to be the most accurate that I can be about this sort of thing. But you know what, Kev? I think it's time for us to transition to the game of Over Under Kevin. And now it's time for the thrilling installment of Over Under Kevin. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Welcome to another installment of Over Under. Kevin, I'll be hosting this portion of the show. Just wanted to let you guys know, if you've never tuned into this portion of the show, you are in for a delightful treat. The way it works is each participant here, Kevin and Matt, gets 15 seconds to say who they think is going to win at UFC 222. Now, here's the catch, though. If I so feel that they warrant extra time for rebuttal i will give them as such but i want to make sure that both of our participants know these are the rules and not only agree to them but agree to play dirty gentlemen do we have an accord um i daniel o'brien okay okay he's excited i daniel o'brien agree to them oh i don't know i don't know what that means i don't know what that means he's gonna play fair or if he's gonna play with his hands tied behind his back because he thinks i'm an easy opponent i don't know i mean i've heard from reliable sources you have enough confidence to beat him at both um (laughs) i won't reveal where i have those sources from but i will just put that out there um before we start though you've been very cordial to each other and you got the opportunity to find out more about him uh kevin but matt is there something you want to know about kevin before we start and mind you time is money so you have like less than 30 seconds to find out something deeply intense about kevin kevin what type of haircut did you get when you were in fourth grade <laughs> yeah bowl cut uh let's okay just... i knew it i knew it okay uh, bowl cut. i just I again i wanted to make sure that's where you were going with that question because you had the ability to ask anything his greatest weakness <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And you went to bowl cut. Okay. Current fears, um, which are tremendous, but <laughs> a one of which may or may not be having to do an EBI overtime round with you. <laughs> yeah, oh, uh, that would be up there. If it became a reality. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, gentlemen, just to let you know, we go out of order. So I'm going to go ahead and start at a fight that, I mean, it's as good as it's going to get. But we're going to start with Kevin, who's going to say who he thinks is going to win between Stefan Struve and Andre Arlovsky. Go. This is difficult because I honestly feel like I've bet against both of them in the recent history. <laughs> I don't know what Stefan Struve I'm getting. I don't know how it feels. But whenever the Netherlands are taking on the Belarus, I have to go with the person that looks most like a werewolf, Andre Arlovsky. <laughs> Andre Orlovsky. All right, Matt, you've got 15 seconds. Most like a werewolf, Raf. Please note the reason. I just thank you very much. I appreciate I mean, Orlovsky is, um, you know, I will never choose Stefan Struve ever. 
I would never choose Tyson Fury to pick up win a fight. Um, so this this is an easy choice for me. I always root for the awkward and tall guy. I always root against him for some reason. I don't know why. I just do. Uh, little known fact in this scenario, Kevin would be the awkward and tall guy. Do you regret saying that? Fifteen mm. seconds. No, I knew that because he had a bull haircut. So. <laughs> I think you're you're leading a little bit into it. Kev, what's your first note about Matt's predictions? You know, we've found weakness. I can, I can smell it. He can smell it. We've ventured into a domain that doesn't have to do with ignoring the zombie guard or whatever Eddie came up with this Jesus week. Christ. Hey, <laughs> the uh, Black Widow spider guard is just around the corner, everybody. Uh, what I think we've ventured into is just a classic case of me dominating taken over imposing some of my purple belt confidence all right <laughs> it's more of an audacious right. blue kev, if we're being nice. honest but well kev i'm gonna put you on hold there we're gonna go back over to matt matt you're gonna lead us off on this pick Fine. with a okay. fight between mike pile versus zach atal go mike piles always game um you know he's also had uh some pretty good haircuts in the past um so you know I like a guy that can mix it up. You know, he's got more of an Alabama haircut. He's got some power. Mike Pyle with the knockout. Kev, what do you have to say? Are you going for the Alabama haircut because of your roots? Go. <laughs> I'm from Kansas. Okay, I have no roots in Alabama. <laughs> I have only aspirational roots in Texas. So I have to go with Zach Otto because it's the most Canadian-sounding name, despite him being a U.S. citizen. Zach Otto. Uh, question for Scaff. Do you feel that Kevin misread that in the same way that you misread the top of our show when we asked you about a UFC card? Go. Well, I feel like uh, choosing Canada is pretty much always a bad choice. So whatever his strategy was that round, I think he needs to get it together for round three. Someone okay. didn't watch Bachelor Winter Games where a Canadian <laughs> dominated. <laughs> Kev, here's a question. I just want to put 10 seconds on the clock what? for this one. Um, what the hell is Scaff's deal with Stefan Stroop? Did not know that was a thing. I, I didn't know that was a thing either, but as soon as we brought it up, it got personal. And I was like, what? Is he a part of Ninth Planet? I, I don't understand. Is he Pluto's the last one jujitsu? What, what is You this? do realize, though, I had to take an entire different fight before I could ask you about that question because <laughs> I thought it might be a little too real for him. It, okay. it was personal. He was going to think you're taking this. <laughs> Uh, Kev, you're going to lead us off on this next fight. It's between C.B. Dalloway and Hector Lombard. Go. Uh, yeah, so I felt like I looked into the past and saw when the two of these two should still be fighting. And that yeah. <laughs> that person said to me, choose C.B. Dalloway because he's had like 18 less fights than somehow Hector Lombard has. C.B. Dalloway right. through sheer, I hope they both survive. Cool. Uh, Scaff, what do you have for us? 15 seconds. Um, you know, I would definitely say when Hector Lombard lost to, you know, big rig, I, uh, I got to choose Dalloway, man. I, I just, anybody that's going to lose the big rig right now is, is not, not somebody I'm going to pick. Okay. Kev, do you feel a little unnerved that he's starting to follow your strategy? Like a true defensive player? I feel like Matt Scaff is just absorbing my half guard. He's setting me up. 
I'm setting him up for a nice topside choke because it's like, oh, all this guy's doing is just breathing and flopping around like a true Brandon McCatherine black belt. Oh my it's, God. it's all defense <laughs> and lesbianism. And I'm not nervous about it is the point. I choose C.B. Dalloway. He chooses C.B. Dalloway. It's just I, I assume I'll continue And to I'll go over here. Do you have a response to that, Matt? Um, you know, a true, true jiu-jitsu master, all right, starts out defensive and waits for the counterattack when his opponent gets tired. And so, no, and he's a purple belt. You know, those guys usually last eh, about five, six minutes, and then they're easy to kill. Interesting. All right. Well, you're going to be uh, the person to lead us off on this next one with all of your wonderful insight. And it's going to go into a fight between Jordan Johnson, which is a terrible name, versus Adam Milstead. Go. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know anything about either one of these guys. So I'm going to choose, uh, I think it was Adam Johnson, just because, uh, you, uh, no, yeah, I don't know. No. Hold on. Time Jordan out. I've never Johnson, done this before on but this. I love no, it. <laughs> nope, nope. You literally combined both of the fighters into one name. Scaff. Mm. I have to say this because I had three jokes ready to go, but then I felt immediately bad when you combined both of them. It's like some sort of over under Kevin dyslexia. And I would feel very bad making fun of you for that. (laughs) So I need to work through my feelings on this, which is Jordan Johnson is a dumb name. And I I stand by that. And then there's Adam Milstead. Okay. It would help if you weren't going to say Kevin is a pathetic purple belt and I have this masterful black belt knowledge. If you could <laughs> Jordan somehow Milstead get past it. Jordan Milstead it is, Raph. Right. I've made a choice, too. Uh, um, yeah, well, uh, uh, let's pretend that didn't happen and let's go with uh, Jordan Johnson. Jordan Johnson, because he was the first one. You locked it in. Kevin, what do you have for us? 15 seconds, please. Well, his comment about me sticking around five or six minutes felt good because I've never stuck around (laughs) for five or six minutes for anything. Jiu-jitsu, personal, professional, doesn't matter. Around three is when I get gassed out. Adam Milstead, the prototype, I will be taking for a pure abs vote. Fair enough. Kev, we're sticking with you on this one. Uh, Misha Tate's ex, let's Misha's just say pregnant. that, She's not versus pregnant, right? Cody Stem, man. What do you got for us? 15 go. Oh, thank God. For a second. I mean, I'm just going to call it pure ecstasy. I thought for a second you were like, Misha's fighting. It's like she's pregnant. Yeah, she's ready. <laughs> I'm going to go with I'm gonna go with Brian Caraway, Kid Lightning, because uh, I hate that nickname. So Fair enough. <laughs> now, Matt, I'm going to ask that you use the bulk of your 15 seconds to answer if you would be okay if other pregnant ladies <laughs> form their own league to fight each other. Pregnant. And then at the tail end, if you could just tell me who you think's going to win this one with like three seconds to go, that'd be great. 15 seconds up. You know what? Fuck it. 20 seconds on the clock for you, sir. Go. Mm. Awesome. Um, you know, I'm I'm a big proponent, being from Alabama, of women's rights. <laughs> pregnant of women's, women's rights. MMA. <laughs> Well, and uh, yeah. so if women that are pregnant want to fight, um, I, I'm right. all for that. And I think that uh, it could provide extra defense uh, for the liver shot. And so I would choose um, Caraway because he doesn't have those big distractions in his face. Kev, do you have any response to that? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just really relieved to hear someone from Alabama be like, we're definitively not into this. That felt good. Because <laughs> until then, I thought it was 50-50. I was a little nervous that he was going to say in his own way, maybe he's doing this in the back way 
but like, it felt it, like uh, an anti-abortion stance. It's finally or time. Or maybe it was an abortion stance. I'm not really sure because when he said the extra protection, <laughs> I was like, punch. oh, my God, Scaff. <laughs> I couldn't tell either. I'm just moving right past that to your accusation that there's like a pregnant woman back alley fighting ring in Alabama. And I think both are equally plot lines we should i'm not about. accusing anything i'm just saying let's throw it all out there you know kevin part of the reason why we have such a divide in this country is because we don't entertain the thoughts we need to and i'm just saying mm-hmm. let's put it out there You're let's right. look into it okay so we just <laughs> did and now i'm gonna put 30 seconds on the clock because uh kevin did you do that last one you were yes. the second one I all right so you're Caroline. gonna lead us off on this one uh it is the co-main event between frankie edgar and brian t city ortega the best mm, kind of next best fight you could get kev what do you have for us because you said you didn't like it yeah so i'm gonna go with um brian t city ortega and this is a real i don't remember the last time i saw frankie edgar fight choice i'm a little nervous he's older than i remember and that we're going to get a guillotine flying out of nowhere, but this is by far the most interesting fight on this card. That's the compliment you have for it? That's the compliment I have for it. Frankie Edgar fighting and Brian Ortega, easily the two most exciting fighters matched up. And I was surprised they were in the same weight class, but I was like, ah, Frankie's getting bigger. Whatever. Sounds great. Well, let's now venture over to Scaff. What do you have for us? You said you were very excited for this, so I'm actually going to give you 27 seconds. Go. All right, perfect. Um, so, you know, being a jiu-jitsu black belt, you would think that I'd be all over T-City, but I'm choosing Frankie Edgar to knock out T-City. All right, that's what's going to happen. Um, sorry, Henner. No Gracie breakdown is going to save your boy. Hey, hold on. This got really weird toward the end. There was like three things I have to address here. One, do you think okay. Henner listens to our show? You know he does. Well, yeah, I don't know. Uh, do you drink acai? Yes, it's actually very funny that you mentioned that. I, I listen in the corner, always keeping an ear out to see if someone brings up uh, my name. However, I have to say, you are very unfounded. And this is the fourth time in the podcast, I believe, you have referred to yourself as a black belt. So uh, one more and everyone gets a free Subway sandwich, okay? <laughs> Pay for it by Gracie Online, not Verbal Tap. Anyway, Kev... Do you have any response to any of that? Because it sounded like he was going to go one way, and then he veered left. And he did it under the guise of being a black belt. Ten seconds to you, sir. I thought he had that loaded for someone that's relatively Mm. new at it. Like, oh, it's Mm. about the journey. But as a black belt, I'm prepared to talk uh, very (laughs) swiftly. Now, I'm just mostly trying to think about how to mentally avoid his heel hooks. Fair enough. About where we are right now. Skeff, do you want to take back anything before we just clip out of context the things that you said and send them to Henner? Well, um, you know, I have a lot of respect for Henner. Much like uh, my instructor, um, they both are good at one-minute hacks. Wow. (laughs) That one, I want to let the time expire on that one just because I want to let the burn just ease its way out of the ether of what we have here kev i'm gonna have to go with him next he's asked to give the next pick so uh before we do though do you do you have anything other than the word ouch to say in response to that i'm just prepared to take brian to 65 seconds in the t-city ortega round see what happens and then be like see brandon crushed it 
Like we'll say friend of the podcast up until this episode. So up thanks, until this episode, Brian. both Brian T. City Ortega and Brandon McCatherin, ever no one's friends anymore. But like no. prior to this, that was a fun time in my life. I actually All just right. watched a Brian T. City Ortega video. I was like, yeah, that guy's guillotining me. Can't wait to. Oh uh, yeah, and I I think we've been at the same place, same time. Like he's close in with like the systems trainings guys and the the uh, folks over at Black House who are friends with us. So I think he and I have been in the same place at the same time, multiple places. But uh, yikes for me, I guess, is what I'm yep. saying here, people. Um, let's do this. All right. So, Scaff, you're going to lead us off on this next one. It's Benny Darouche versus Alexander uh, Hernandez. Wait, was he a Patriot? Was he the one who went crazy? Anyway, go ahead. 15 seconds, go. Uh, I'm a big fan of Darouche. Um, I don't know. I like his style. We're both. He looks like he's from the Middle East. I'm from the Middle East. Uh, no, I'm not from the Middle East. So I have some roots <laughs> to the Middle East. So, uh, yeah, uh, got to go with uh, Daryush. Okay. Kev, do we need to report him to certain immigration, say? We I definitely mean... don't. This is a culturally enriched place by his presence. Plus, he lives in Alabama voluntarily, so we should just leave mm-hmm. him alone. Uh, I'm going to take Hernandez over the Dariush bag, and I feel great about my choice, and it's a little thing called Reach. You know, I've let Bani uh, get away with a lot of stuff for the past two times I've said his name, because it's one of my favorite ones to screw up. However, Kev, I think you took the bag on that one. That's probably one of the best uh, play on his names I think I've heard in some time. Kudos to you, sir. Your reward is to get to tell me who's going to win between Katzagato and Ketlin Vieira with 15 seconds on the clock. Go. Yeah. The old Zingano Vieira rivalry. (laughs) 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 I've been thinking about for a while. You know, I'm going to stick with Colorado and just go with Kat Zingano because stocks up all around the area. (laughs) She wins. Thanks, Kev. All right. Scaff, what do you have for us on that? 15 for you, sir. Uh, you know, if I'm going to be honest, um, if I don't say Kat Ganu, I don't know the other person's name, so I'll probably do a hybrid of, like, Kat Hernandez or something. So uh, let's go with Kat Ganu, so I don't uh, do that again. Uh, follow-up for you, Scaff. When you said, if I can be honest, have you not been honest with us this whole time? 15 seconds on the clock, please. Yeah. Uh... You know, honesty um, is overrated in our line of business. Um, in a lot of ways, I feel like uh, lying and scamming uh, gets you where you want to be. So, yeah. Okay, thank you very much. Kevin, anything on that? I couldn't agree more. <laughs> That's all I feel it's about the that. One thing you guys have joined together on. It's well, 2018. Having... Let's be realistic about it. It's <laughs> a lying and scamming-based nation. Let's do this. Scaff, you're going to lead us off on this one. It's John Dodson versus Pedro Munoz. Go. Um, I remember when John Dodson had just beaten TJ Dillashaw, and it was like, you know, and he had that fight with Mighty Mouse, like he dropped him one time. Since then, he hasn't looked so good. So uh, I'm going to go I'm gonna go with the other guy. Um, Dodson, his skids, his skids continue. All right. That's one vote for non-Dodson. What do you have for us, Kev? I like non-Dodson and Dodson. Being, he voted for Munoz then. <laughs> the young Punisher. Well, I'm voting for the old magician, John Dodson, who normally tends to sweep up anyone ranked 5th through 12th and struggle 1st through 4th. I'm taking John Dodson. 
Little known fact, uh, Pedro Munoz is also a friend of the podcast, uh, or at least was until now. Until so. I voted against him. Yes, very much so. Kev, you're going to go next, but hold that thought. I'm going to tell you right now, young Matt Scaff, we like to do a thing on the show where we put some wages and stakes. Uh, we don't do any betting for money because we're all jujitsu artists and we don't make money. So my question to you is, sir, um, what kind of wagers? Or No, you know what? I won't ask you. I'll just have Kevin tell you some of the wagers he has won in the past. Kev, you mind telling him? Uh, recently, I won a T-shirt from Shirts Are a Jail Cell for a nasty Nate. Okay. But the, the real gotcha. prize was getting to talk shit on him being in the movie The Last Stand. Uh, I've had to change my social media Twitter handle to James Co. is awesome. I had to do a shoot where I took a direct Uriah Faber replicate. Though, for some reason, I couldn't look right. I kept looking left in the photo. That doesn't matter. You're getting the idea. <laughs> a little social media call out, a little here, well, this, here, that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't don't interrupt them just yet, though, because here's the thing I got to tell you before you say whatever you say, Scaff, is before we go any further, if you do have something in your head, don't say it now what the bet is. We'll do that at the end. But do okay. you have a bet in mind? Got it. Yep. You, you, you have one. Okay, so save it if you do. But what else were you going to say if it had nothing to do with what the bet was going to be no nah, i just have i just got the bet in my mind uh i got i got a bet that i'd be interested in uh wagering with old kev over there okay because uh i'll have important breaking news information at the very end of this regarding that bet but let's go to our yeah. next fight kev as i told you you would be leading off 15 seconds on the clock for sean o'malley versus andre south um hold on suk ham which sounds delicious. Uh, so, Sukafath. Kev, who do you got? I've been thinking about this for a while. Not mm. who's going to win, just how to pronounce Andre Sukafath's last name. The Asian sensation. Look, I, I can't necessarily say Sean O'Malley is ready for this, but he definitely has the Conor McGregor tattoo. I'm choosing that with curly hair, just because I want to see what happens. Sean O'Malley. All right. Uh, what do you have for us, Kev? Asian, the Asian sensation, man. I am, uh, I'm a big Asian fighter uh, fan, and so uh, yeah, let's uh, let's see the Asian, uh, the Asian sensation. Jeez, that's a that's yeah. a twist right there. How much were you waiting for him to just leave it as? I'm, I'm a big Asian. <laughs> I was also. I was like, yeah, I'm a big Asian sensation fighter. Thanks. <laughs> I just sort of leave it. I really like, I really yeah. like uh, yeah, I really like Asians. Um, <laughs> yup. It's getting better. Either um way. I want to make sure that future generations when you listen to this know that we were a culturally accepting time. So, uh yeah. I want to want to make sure that's very clear. <sighs> okay. Here we go on this next one, Scaff, and I'm going to give you 20 seconds because okay. we have jiu-jitsu sweetheart Mackenzie Dern in her UFC debut against Ashley Yodeler. Who do you have? Um, I'm going to um, – again, I'm choosing – I'm choosing uh, – I'm going to choose against jiu-jitsu. Um, How dare you? I'm going to choose How the Yodeler. dare you? Yeah, I'm choosing, wow. I'm choosing the Yodeler. I, I don't know. I'm not like – is is Mackenzie Dern going to be the next uh, the next UFC golden child to lose? 
I don't know. Wow. Kevin. Going with the Yodler. Yeah. I, well, first of all, I'm choosing Mackenzie Dern to the jiu-jitsu community. Everyone can exhale. I'm not going to pull a, a scaff, as it will be known in the years to come. But I am pissed about UFC.com who doesn't have Mackenzie Dern pictured. It's like, really? Rude. That's of unprofessional web design. Unprofessional web design. Yeah, you know, it's a shame because she looks terrible. She wouldn't make that page look more appealing. She's not marketable. There's no pictures of her whatsoever <laughs> oh out there God. either. Like zero exists of people that Absolutely. would sell a picture of, of Mackenzie Dern. So how, how would they have gotten one, you know? All right. <laughs> Listen, I think the rest of jiu-jitsu, except for Matt Scaff, it should be noted, is rooting for Mackenzie Dern, even if she doesn't win or uh, mysteriously doesn't make weight. But hey, those are issues we will deal with when we get there. Um, I'm just saying Matt Scaff be has fine. been proven to hate jiu-jitsu. She'll That's all. Fine, I otherwise. didn't say it. Be fine. It said itself. Having said that, we are now at the last fight. Scaff. Oh. I'm going to give you 30 seconds to tell me who you think is going to win between Chris Cyborg and Yana. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm not doing it. You have to say a word. Mm-mm. You have to say a word. You can't just say Yana. You have to say her uh, last name. It's like, okay, <laughs> if you look at it long enough, you want to say what you're not supposed to say with that word. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yana JC Pennies. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That's way better. K units. Skya. Got it. I did it. Okay. K unit. <laughs> Which is a missed opportunity for a nickname. 30 seconds to use. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Cyborg. You can't choose against Cyborg. The reason why um, is because she's Cyborg. Um, I, the only fight that there is for Cyborg is Amanda Nunes. And so that's what I want to see. Um, let's get this one over with, and let's get Amanda Nunes in there. Oh, okay. The command and decree heard. Kev, what do you have for us, 30? This has to be the first time the main card has not had a pictured fighter on the UFC. I don't mean to bring that up too much because like, the darn thing is just offensive because it's lazy. This one's offensive because it's super weird. You have a professional fighter on the front that doesn't have a picture. I'll go ahead and take Chris Cyborg then and can't wait to give you my money for this fight. Just can't wait, UFC. So excited. Can we make a recommendation to people? Go find a bar. Let's find a bar. And just, <laughs> just <laughs> support your with your friends. <laughs> yeah. Let's find a Do bar. what you need to, to survive. It is a rough economy out there. There's a tax break you're not getting. Okay. So I just I don't want you to under like don't give the millionaires more money on this one. I would say ask your friends, twenty of them, to come on over and you know like community it because I would pay about five dollars with this. Mm -hmm. I would do that. Five bucks is good. You know what? Mackenzie Dern is fighting. I would give ten. Ten is good. So now that we've made our way through the entire card, uh, just in the event we have a tiebreaker situation, we like to say who gets the two performances of the night and the fight of the night. And uh, that is hopefully what we do to break the ties. Kev, who do you have getting the two performances of the night? Well, to me, this is relatively easy. I have Ortega getting a performance Mm -hmm. of the night. I have, <laughs> I can't, 
Mackenzie Dern, unpictured. Okay. And then fight of the night, I'm going with a Struve Arlovsky. Excellent. Now, what do you have for us, Gaff? Uh, I got my performance. I have Arlovsky. And then my other performance, I've got Frankie Edgar. And let's go. Uh, let's go. Fight of the night. Um, let's let's go on a limb here, and let's go. CB Dalloway versus Hector Lombard. Wow. All right. I mean, I've never told a guest no when they've gotten to this point. And I don't even think, like, okay, there's a 1 in 12 chance. So, yes, there are statistical odds there that it could be one of them. Um, I'm just telling you I don't want it to be. So there is that. Scaff, you said earlier that you had a bet in mind. We always like to defer to the guest. Now, before you tell us what that thing is, I want to tell you what the actual stakes to the stakes are in this particular situation. Okay. I have routinely said nice things about Kevin to Brandon, who for years now has said he is dead to me. Now, why would he say that? Because Brandon has guessed it on this show multiple times playing this very game along with Kevin. Kevin lost to him, and he, Brandon, was promised a song that Kevin has never produced. Ever. And this is real. This is 100% real. When Brandon was just in Colorado, I said, hey, go visit Kevin. And he said the same thing he has said to me about Kevin for the past two years, which is, is it any closer to giving a song for me? Because I don't want to see him if he doesn't have a song for me. So on the line right now, you have the ability to surpass your mentor by potentially having Kevin fulfill a bet that he could never do. Now let's hear your stakes. All right. Um, so uh, I'm kind of known around uh, around our gym and around some of the parts of the 10th Planet community uh, for some of my Nogi attire. Um and so I think uh, whoever wins this bet gets to decide uh, what the loser wears to a no-gi class. Kevin? I accept. That's fantastic. I have uh, many ideas <laughs> involving an apron, <laughs> what's going to be drawn on it. I might send it to him. Yeah, I accept. Now, Scaff, having told you what Brandon feels about Kevin. Brandon who, won't visit you, me until I write him that fucking song. All right, Kev, fine. This is I, no. I literally can show you the I message that I put to him, which was, "Oh, you should go visit Kevin." And he just goes, "Does he have a song for me?" Because no. <laughs> and I thought that was rude. And it's you don't normally either. hear that kind of rudeness wrong. from Brandon. He's not wrong unless either. I think everybody you are right. paying him to be a student. So. Having heard all these things, though, Scaff, does this make it a little bit more enticing to you to beat not only Kevin, but potentially Brandon? You know, uh, anytime I can one up Brandon while winning a bet, I mean, that sounds like uh, it sounds like the, the plot of a good movie. So, yeah, that sounds pretty good I mean, to me. A, a direct to Redbox one. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I what? mean, it's definitely, I would say straight to Netflix, but Netflix is, it's... Oh, it's Netflix is better, 100% way better than Redbox. I Redbox know, is like, you look at it and you just go, Bruce Willis is in this? Yeah. 
Like, is he okay? So should someone check in on him? Because, oh my God. And then you go, Ryan Reynolds was in one of these cop movies? Who didn't tell me? Um, well, listen, Matt Scaff, the way that we like to play this game is, uh, before we get you on out of here, we like to ask, would you be willing to come on next week's show after we all see the fights and talk about it and find out who won? Uh, definitely. Definitely. Fantastic. So we're going to get in touch with you to come back and do that next week. Um, but before we do, can you tell people where they can follow you? Because I think it's important that people follow what you are doing and what is going on. I think that is something we should all be getting behind. So where can people find you? And I know you do classes that you teach out in Alabama, but I'm starting to see you make the, the seminar and the competition circuit. So yeah, yeah. Um, well, man, I, yeah, I've had a, quite a few competitions canceled this year. I, I've been trying to stay active. I've had three things canceled. So, um, anyways, hopefully you'll see me in action again. Um, I'm feeling healthier than I ever have. I'm really, um, looking, looking to do the Abu Dhabi trials at the end of this year. Um, I haven't done one of those in a couple of years. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of my plan on that front. I've got a seminar in, um, Asheville, North Carolina, at soon to be 10th planet Asheville. So I've got that coming up April 6th. Uh, I believe it's no April 7th, one of those two dates. Um, but yeah, just follow me at Matt Scaff and, um, you know, in all seriousness, uh, all seriousness, um, I'd love, you know, my team, my coaches, Brandon, um, you know, he's one of my best friends, basically family to me. And uh, man, I've just, I've had a blast that uh, Raph, you're the man, dude. Um, if in all seriousness, I have put, your name forward <sighs> to be a commentator on EBI. Yeah, that's so. not taken off anytime soon, but it is adorable. And I thank you for it. Um, it's not to say that, you know, it's a you problem. Like I, I know you have credibility, yeah. but like, they're not rushing to call me. They're not, but, they're not, but I just want you to know that <laughs> I've said it a few times. I think you should be on it. So, I mean, let's put it this way though, right. dude. Um, I, I see TJ enough and I, I see him do his job and he, you know, he's fine. Uh, but TJ every once in a while looks at me like kind of with that intent and he's never really said this, but I feel it. He just kind of gives me that look like you're ready to put on the headset if I pass out and die. And I kind of give him <laughs> a look back that says 100 fucking percent. <laughs> and I would be ready. I would be able to expose on any of these people in a moment's notice. And if I didn't know them, you'll get to know them even better by the end of the time I'm talking. So that's very well, nice. That's one of my favorite things, man. Your EBI, uh, you know, I just watched uh, the John Callistein one. I really, I'm a huge fan of John Callistein. Um I've met him once or twice. Uh, great guy. Um, obviously, I was rooting for Gio, but I'm happy for his story. And uh, yeah, your interview with him was was awesome, man. I Thank really you very much. I appreciate him that. crying. Like, I mean, that that's just that's what we want to hear. You know, we want to see the vulnerable side. You get to bring out these strong, masculine guys and make them uh, admit that they cry in between matches. And and honestly, that that's really refreshing to hear instead of everyone always, you know, I, I like I hug. I was that was my black belt speech. So seeing that another guy's crying <laughs> in between matches made me feel. A lot less, uh, you know, a lot more manly. Uh, well, I appreciate about my that. Husband, so. <laughs> well, we definitely have some cool stuff still. You know, we've got uh, uh, Ben Eddy interview and some other stuff. So keep looking on the on uh, the YouTube page. I appreciate that. Kevin, you have anything you want to say to Matt? But I mean, I'm not saying anything bad about him now. 
I mean, that was a great compliment to me. What do you have? Difficult, you know, when someone trains in the huggable bear lab of a place I would love to travel to. And I, I really mean this. I have zero desire to go to Alabama. I mean, less than none. Like if someone said, hey, there's a faster way to get to Kansas and it's through Alabama, I'd be like, yeah, I'm good. I'll just take the long way. I would come to train with you, to train with BMAC, to train. He with would the- not want to see you. Fine. I understand that. I'm just saying I would. Okay. At the fine people of the 10th planet, Decatur, well, post song, obviously rap, or to perform it live. Those are the only two options. So, <laughs> Matt, we appreciate you swinging by this evening. You're a beast and an extreme badass. Not an easy place you got your black belt from. I mean, a pretty easy place comparatively, but not a terribly <laughs> easy place to get a black belt. So it's uh, it's a compliment. And we'll chat with you again soon, sir, but we really appreciate it. And you're just a little bit the man. That's all I'm going to say. Rap, just a little bit. That sounds good. You Well, listen, Matt. We look forward to having you on the show uh, next week. Go enjoy yourself, and uh, we'll see you very soon, sir. All right, guys. Hey, nice chat with you guys. Hopefully, uh, I don't know. Hopefully, Kev will be rocking some uh, Nogi attire picked by yours truly. So, <laughs> all right, guys. Raph, always a fun podcast where you get over under in UFC. It, there was a UFC card that I... Uh, this has to be a thing other people have, mm. have had a problem with. I set the DVR to record it. I guess I didn't realize I needed to specify, hey, there's a chance the UFC is going to bring back... They're going to show Andrade Torres for 47 minutes of the broadcast, and you're going to miss Emmett Stevens. And I didn't set it to not miss that. Missed it. Turned it on today. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I know. I'm sorry about that. I mean, but here's the thing. You didn't miss much because... I missed one big uh, thing. I missed which one is, big thing. It was a knee to the head from Jeremy Stevens to Josh Emmett. Well, if you didn't see it there, you could have seen the UFC desk argue about it for 20 minutes afterwards. Except I DVR'd it and turned it on this morning. <laughs> but for sure, I definitely could have seen that. I just, uh, look, UFC, I mean, there were four fights and you had two hours and 31 minutes worth of content. At least <laughs> two okay, of them but- ended. Which means yeah. that's a lot. I mean, the first fight, so OSP Lilith ends in the first round. Yeah. The other two go the distance. Stevens, yeah. Emmett ends in the second round. That's a lot of commercials. And but Kev, in their defense, event. though, do you really want to let that episode of Cops ride its way through? No. You, nah, you <laughs> definitely don't. You want to do the things. Mm. So uh, I just want to point out something. Uh, Karen Bryant did message me because I was giving a mess to them on there. And I said in a meme, I said, yo, I've seen conspiracy theorists look at the JFK shooting less than these people have looked on those illegal knees and elbows. So thanks everybody. We're good. I think we can agree this. Um, I think that we had uh, Stevens who was going to win. If not already had one. Frankly. Had one, and then in the process of trying to make sure that he was winning, 
maybe got a little careless with the elbows to the back of the head, or which the at which point you just worry about the fighter and you hope that they're healthy. On the other side, it really wasn't going to change the script on how it was ending, so there is that. So I understand it. We all want to keep fighters healthy, but at the end of the day, uh, 20 minutes. So the thing that Karen Bryant was telling me was she said, um, you were going to give us mess if we didn't talk about it, which I did tell her. And this is true. I said, hint, I'm going to give you guys mess always. Doesn't matter what you do. You have Daniel Cormier and Michael Bisping, and you expect us to not give you mess. And then for an added bonus, you put a little bow tie known as Dom Cruz in front of us and don't expect us to go ahead and make fun of part of this. Karen Bryant, you were holding the ship a steady while you've got those yokels being ridiculous. So, yes, we will we will give mess, as one says. So there is that. Kev, breaking news, though. <clears throat> um. Jacare Souza is going to be uh, taking on Kelvin Gastelum at UFC 224. Yeah. That's great. I'm into that. That is great. Uh, Connor McGregor says that he will be fighting very soon. Doesn't really specify exactly how. Uh, it's been rumored he's going to be at UFC uh, 223. Not this one, but the you know next one. Next one. And he says that he tried to save UFC 222 against Frankie, and the UFC said no. You buy that? Connor said that? Mm-hmm. That would have been awesome. No, I don't buy that. Okay. Just they would have said yes. Sure. They wouldn't have been like, uh, you know, it's Yana K-words. <laughs> Chance. <laughs> K-Unit. K-Unit, Skaya. So that's who we're going with. Yeah, well, I'll say right, this. Connor. Um, it does seem a little odd that Connor didn't say a word about Khabib or Tony, but the minute he heard Frankie Edgar needed a dance partner, he was like, me money. How do I pay? I'm ready. (laughs) So just, uh, just a little awk on that one. Um, Hey, get this. If you guys are going to EBI 16, I would highly suggest you go get your vacation tickets right now because Canelo and uh, Triple G Part 2 is going to be taking place there on that same weekend unless we hear differently. But that is May 5th over in Vegas. So get excited, everybody. On the same news, though, Kev, uh, the whole black belt world like kind of lost its mind last week. Uh, there was some black belt drama that was boring. I'm not even going to bring it up. But one of the effects of it is Gordon Ryan and Vinny Magales, who were going to be on EBI 16 and have a slap fight, are now going to be on ACB and do their match there. Which means they were stolen. I mean, I don't, I don't know if they were stolen. I mean, they're just not competing at EBI, doing a slap fight, and now they're doing jujitsu for a Russian organization. You I, know, that, that's that old it. chestnut. Exactly. Uh, and <laughs> this is the worst. You know, Dillashaw going out, and now Henry Cejudo coming in to fight Mighty Mouse is just like we've seen that before, and we had some people who were speaking very highly and being like, "Oh yeah, I want to see this again." And I just kind of go, "Oh really?" <laughs> I don't know that I do. I just, I don't know whatever on that one. Uh, It was also announced uh, that part of Mayweather's crew says he will fight MMA. Look out. Okay. If you say so, guys. They definitely might. mm, I I hope. 
I think that's what I put as the note. I hope he does. <laughs> Bet you won't. So there was that. And I mean, really, Kev, that that's going to do the news for all. Oh, wait, one big thing. I sent this to you. I don't know that you actually looked at it, but <clears throat> um, a new artist by the name of Raw Lick has a new set of songs that he has put on his YouTube page. Uh, this one in particular that I sent you today says hate slash love. Did you look at any part of this? Uh, I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, he put up a new song that's called okay. hate slash love. And um, I, okay, I, to put it bluntly, I put this on our Facebook page and I said, hey, describe this song in three words. Normally, a lot of people come and chime in and put their three words. This was a very, very fierce rejection of that offer. People were One person it. liked it. They just said, nope, we choose no. And that <laughs> very rarely happens where we say, hey, describe this in three words. Most people are killing themselves to be like, it was dumb. I hate this. Oops, I knew that. And then you're like, that's not three words. But in this particular one, and maybe they're right, Kev, because – you ever know the song Informer by Snow? It was that Canadian rapper of the 90s. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> He's know. the one that goes, Informer. That guy? Yes. Okay. That music video, take that, that they did in the 80s or the 90s, and then add like golden showers. And you essentially have the video for hate slash love. And if you guys think I'm wrong, you can hit us up and tell us at verbal tap cast on Instagram, on Twitter, on Snapchat, on Facebook. But I'm pretty sure that's a pretty accurate way of describing that video. I like that people rejected the premise. We're not, we're not playing. <laughs> I, Kev, it was a harsh one. And it's I was Kelly interested to hear, anger. I mean, but okay. I just, as we start to close, I'm going to send it to you. Just You don't have to like listen to it. I just want you to kind of look at it and see if I'm wrong. Uh, anyway, I think that's going to do it for, I guess, the news, Kev. I think we're ready to... Oh, just to update you guys, it has two upvotes. Oh, I'm on it now and still only two upvotes. It only has 82 views, so that's not great. <laughs> Well, I think it's a good time as any well, to, to I hate it. I hate it. it. And I will uh, move into some <laughs> shout outs. This is not good. Uh, I'm going to give mine up to Jubera. They had some fantastic competitive success this past weekend. The kids showing up. Will had an amazing brown belt showing. I watched him uh, just without getting exhausted destroy someone. Uh, Eric Coe, you told me he won. Friday. Yes, you're, you're the only reason I know that part. Um, I saw as did Lovato. So big win for the whole crew. Jubera looking awesome in his Jubera sweatshirt. That will do it for me, Raf. Let's go ahead and give a shout out to the LA Jiu Jitsu Club. LA JJZ. Uh, it's a great week for training over there. Just to let you guys know, we do have lots of training. I mean, Jason Hayden was stopping by. So you idiots, you, if you're not training with us in the what? morning, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. I got the opportunity to roll with them because he's the shit. So, uh, we actually, we rolled and then we got breakfast. 
Oh. Like civilized folk do. Uh, but Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you guys can train with us at the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club. And then that is at 8 a.m. But on Tuesdays and Thursdays, it is at noon. So if you guys are looking for some time and opportunity to come train with us, those would be the ideal times. Also, shout out to Valley Martial Arts Center. We might. Had some awesome training this past couple weeks. Um, specifically, Joey and Mark... Uh, Mark Armstrong did an amazing seminar. I wasn't able to go to it, but I heard complimentary things from tons of people on that. So I wanted to go and pay that forward. And, um, you know, it's been a crazy week, guys. But I think today is going to be the first time I shout out my puppy, Kev. Oh. I'm going to shout out Lucy. You know why? She didn't bark? Uh, no. She, I mean, she's right now playing like crazily so with right. my wife and running around. Oh, okay. <laughs> But uh, for the most part, she's barked less, and I will tell you that she now has her own Instagram. And I think it's building faster than our Instagram. <laughs> so this is the moment when I'll probably retire from doing there you uh, go. verbal tap, Finally. and I'm just going to go full-time into doing uh, puppies. Look at this puppy. She just ate something. It's Ta-da. It's a great idea. It's not a good idea, Rap. <laughs> <laughs> when we start to parlay that and as a heads up to you guys a nice little teaser uh if you like the show that we produce here stay tuned the return of early late night my late night comedy talk show is coming out very soon so we'll have more information for you guys about that in the next week but until then i think that's going to do it for me that'll do it for us tonight here at verbal tap i'm kevin thank you for listening good night and good fight the number you have dialed has been changed the new number is please note the new number is